Being knowledgeable about the automotive industry has kind of given myself and Autolux insights into the world of tomorrow. And a question we get asked a lot on our website is what new segments are coming out or what segments are coming back? Everybody always asks us, where can the automobile evolve next? And yes, there are places the automobile can evolve. But then again, have we reached the point of evolution in the automobile? Or can we surpass what we've already created? That is something Autolux will take a look at today. Autolux.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. Welcome back to the Autolux Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J, coming to you from our main website, Autolux.net. If you haven't been there, check it out and see what the Autolux team has for you. We have tons of information about the industry that we all love. You can go and see cars from around the world on our corporate websites page, or hell, even pictures of them on our Rate It page. Write it into the Google search engine provided at the top, and you can find it on the Autolux.net website. And a special thanks out to podbeam.com for getting this podcast out into the world into every major streaming site that you can find us on from iTunes to Spotify to Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. The Autolux.net podcast is there for you to find. So like I said in the intro, today we're talking about segments that are new or coming back. We all know today that a lot of the big manufacturers are starting to get rid of previous markets that weren't financially successful for them. Sedans are slowly being replaced by CUVs. Coupes and convertibles, they're on their way out because people don't like two doors. Hell, even sports cars are having problems for the future. But really, are they? Or is there hope for them? Well, when you consider the rise of the all-wheel drive transformation between vehicles of the 90s running on front-wheel drive technology to vehicles today mostly running on all-wheel drive technology, you start to see the reasons why this next market is taking off. The active sports car market has been around for a long time. You can go all the way back to the early 70s with the original Lancia Stratos and Audi Quattros bringing us active sports cars. These are all-terrain sports cars. Yes, we get it. It's a new part of the sports car market. But it's there. But why did people require it? Active sports cars is one of those new markets because now people are starting to realize you can't drive a Bugatti Veyron anywhere but on a racetrack. Hell, even people in the Autobahn are getting ticketed and having their cars taken away from them. But what happens if we lift that product up and we go off-road with it? Well, that is where active sports cars come from. This is a part of the segment that has a requirement. Living in Dubai, you can't go and drive your Veyron at excessive speeds on the road and not get caught. They have the vehicles to catch you. But if you're racing out in the sand dunes where there are no speed limits, sure, they could catch you on the Mercedes-Benz G63, but really, there's no speed limits out there. You can go race the dunes all you want. And Gambella has seen the light in the clouds and said, active sports cars are what we need for the future. We need to go fast and fun off-road. So this is a brand new market that's slowly taking off. Now, why isn't this market a cross-track sports car market? Well, a cross-track sports car market would signify that this vehicle exists in a standard sports car form. Adding a cross-track variation to it is how you enter that market. The active sports car is essentially its own part of the market. It's its own dedicated segment. 
These vehicles don't exist anywhere else but in this segment. Moving from there, we start to see the inner workings of cities. Pods. Pods are one of the fastest growing segments of vehicles in the world. Even in North America, we're starting to see pods come to light. But why? Why do we need these tiny little vehicles in a market that was originally created by companies like Smart, Sparrow, and Myers? Why do we need these vehicles? Well, in major urban centers where vehicles are going to slowly be pushed out, inner city pods might be the only way you can defeat that. Classification with their power source being that under a standard vehicle, these things can classify as a standard use electrical vehicle of slow usage, which means you could drive these around central cores. And when you give the fact that central cores are becoming more and more densely populated with people here and there, well, if I want a vehicle to get around, I don't want to drive an Escalade in that traffic. No, I'll take the smart car any day because it's small. I don't need all of that room. I need an extra seat in case somebody comes along with me, but I don't need like yards and yards of space in the back, just empty. Sure, you can make fun of them because you can fit a lot of these vehicles in the box of most full-size pickup trucks. Hell, even some of these pods, you can fit two of them in the box of a full-size pickup. City Transformer and Silence have vehicles that are even one scale down from a standardized pod. They don't have two doors. This is one singular door on one side. This is for single use. Dual use in some cases, but it's one person behind the other. These are vehicles that just get you around town. They make it easy and accessible for you. These are the ones that are going to be part of the rideshare programs in downtown cores. Do you really think you'd go out and buy a city transformer for yourself hell even if you live in a condo in downtown toronto are you gonna go out and buy one of these things to go boot around downtown toronto probably not you'd prefer if you could get yourself on a subscription program and just pay a monthly fee and have free usage for these vehicles at any time with subscription vehicles now taking off that segment is starting to grow and pods fit into subscription vehicles greatly so pods do we need them yes we do Pods are going to be the workforce of central cores of the future. They're not just smaller than your standard micro hatch. Pods are the smallest thing you can find. They make it easily accessible for people to get in and around major urban centers. And when you add in subscription services to them, these vehicles become more desirable for people in inner cities. So like active sports cars, where their need to go off-road as fast as you can is there, pods have a need for subscription services. People want to pay monthly fees to get a personal use vehicle. People already pay monthly fees to get a personal use bicycle. They don't want to drag their bike up into their apartment every single day. No, they just want to park it out on the street and leave it there and then come get another one tomorrow. People want to do that with pod vehicles. And that is where pods are going to take the market by storm. So yes, check out autolux.net. We do show you all the different pods that exist in and around the world, which we have rated. And there are tons of them. If you go back five years, they were nearly non-existent. Today, you can find upwards of 10 to 20 different models from around the world. And this is only growing each year. From pods, we move into the biggest market shaker around the world. We all remember when the Mercedes-Benz CLS came out. It gave us a coupe profile on a sedan, basically doing away with two-door models. Why do we need a coupe when we have a profile of a coupe but with four doors? I can get everybody into and out of this thing a lot easier than a standard coupe. Well, BMW had that onset of moving this 
to a CUV. They wanted to give the biggest market in the world a coupe profile, basically taking away the need for two-door versions of crossover utility vehicles. Hell, there was barely a market for two-door crossover utility vehicles even there. Hell, even sport-inspired ones in the utility marketplace, the EVA, was one of the only ones that was two-door. People didn't want them. They wanted the profile, but they still wanted the ease and accessibility of a sedan. Well, hold on to your hat, sedans, because this next new market is going to knock you out of your top spot. Active lifestyle vehicles is now one of the fastest growing segments in the automotive industry. People haven't started calling it the active lifestyle vehicle. Autolux is one of the few places in the world that actually gives it a name. People call them CUV coupes or coupe profiles or, you know, elongated hatches, shooting brakes, but they're none of those. A CUV coupe, essentially a crossover utility vehicle that has a standardized version of itself and a coupe profile. Kind of like how the Porsche Cayenne has a coupe version. But when you look at something like the Aways U6 and the Citroen C5X, hell, even the Mustang Mach-E or Ford Evos, these give you a coupe profile. They blend more together. They give you the illusion of a multitude of different segments all blended together. They make it easy for you to have one car in your driveway because it's not a coupe, it's not a hatchback, it's not a station wagon, it's not a CUV, it's not a sports car. It's all of them in one neat little package. Active lifestyle vehicles is the market which is slowly going to change the world of tomorrow. But essentially, an active lifestyle vehicle is how we all began. Because the Ford Model T was labeled as a car. Later on, people called it a sedan. But it wasn't a sedan because it didn't have a notch on the back. It was more of a hatch. But then people started saying it goes off-road. Also, it's got four-wheel drive capabilities for a sedan. We're kind of looking at a cross-track now. Well, no, it's not that. And it's not a CUV because it's not, bought, not unibody. And it's not a utility vehicle. Even though it's body on frame, it's not full-scale four-wheel drive. So what the hell is it? It essentially was one of the first active lifestyle vehicles because it was made for everything you want to do. Active lifestyle vehicles is the market that's changing the automotive world. It's giving us the products we want because now we don't just want to sit in our suburban areas and go to the suburban malls and eat at suburban restaurants. There's a lot of us out there that before the autonomous technology comes into play, we want to get out there and explore the world. And there's still people that want to do it via ground, not the air. And an ALV is one of those things. When you drive a Ford Mustang Mach-E into downtown, do you see a sports car? With its name, you might think muscle car, fun, sporty, active. But then you open the hatch and you can fit tons of stuff in it. It's a hatchback. When you sit in it, it's not quite a sedan and not quite a CUV. It's comfortable. You have ample headroom, similar to that of a minivan. It gives you the image that you're in a sedan or a hatchback, but you have the ability of going soft-roading. These are vehicles you can park anywhere, where you wouldn't take your pickup truck to go play golf at the closest country club. But you show up in a Volkswagen ID.5, and people might say something else. In ID.4, they'd just be like, well, that's a crossover. Why are you bringing your station wagon or hatch here? But an ID.5 has a coup profile. It's more of an active lifestyle vehicle. It showcases that I'm fun and outgoing, but I also like to go out and have fun. These vehicles are the ones who are changing the way we perceive vehicles. But why is that? Why did we need the active lifestyle vehicle market? 
Well, we all need a change, and change is something that's coming. Ten years ago, we saw the introduction of electric vehicles, and the EV marketplace was born. Before that, we saw the introduction of hybrids and crossovers into the marketplace. In the 90s, crossover utility vehicles. In the 80s, minivans. Even though we had seen them with the microbus, they now had a label. Hell, even Crosstreks in the 80s. In the 70s, we started to coin the phrase SUV. It wasn't just a Jeep anymore, it was an SUV. We started getting things like the Bronco, the Blazer, and the Ram Charger. Every generation has a new part of the segment. We keep evolving in the automotive world, but when can it stop? When will we get to that end point that we don't have any more ideas? Going soft-roading or off-roading in a sports car just seems correct. We've done it on the streets for so long, and now the streets are crowded. But the back roads aren't, and the bush isn't. So let's go there. But let's do it in a sports car, not our Land Rover. We want to go fast like our Range Rover Sport, but we want to look cool like we're driving a 911. Active sports cars. But then when we're at home in our downtown condo, we don't want a full-size vehicle to go six blocks up to get some groceries. We want to go get a ton of groceries to bring back, but we don't want to pay for a cab. We have a subscription for a pod. We can now utilize these vehicles along with a friend. We can go from point A to point B. And subscribing into that service makes it easier for us. Hell, subscription is the next phase of automotive slight ownership. We have it now, whereas the 80s started bringing in leasing before that financing. You used to be able to finance your car through the bank. So by the end of it, you owned it. Leasing, you have to pay a buyout fee. Subscription cars, you never own it. So you can't customize it or do anything to it because it's a general vehicle for everyone. But in a world of today where most people don't even own anything, everything is all paid on credit or on a monthly fee, subscription vehicles just seem like the world of tomorrow. And then lastly, active lifestyle vehicles. Our sedans and coupes are morphing into a world of tomorrow. We still want all of those products, we just don't want to have so many products in our driveway. So car companies finally gave us something that merges all of those things that we want together. We get the sports car, the coupe, the sedan, the hatchback, the wagon, the CUV, and a crossover all merged together to create one simple package. In a world of tomorrow where we have owned less vehicles, we now have a vehicle we can own less of. And active lifestyle vehicles are where it's headed. Besides that, the only other segment that's actually gaining ground in the future but is not new is crossover utility trucks. CUTs like the Al Camino, where the Honda Ridgeline, Hyundai Santa Cruz are starting to move in to these unibody pickup trucks. More urban inspired trucks. The CUT market is growing, even though it's been there for decades. In North America, it hasn't existed for quite some time, but now it's growing and getting bigger. But essentially, it's not new. Pods are newer, ALVs are newer, subscription cars are newer, and active sports cars are new. So if you want to know what is coming out for the future and what new segments you can expect to see brand new vehicles in, these are the four you can expect. Well, essentially three automotive markets and one way of owning a vehicle. So the world of tomorrow is changing, whereas CUVs are slowly going to be pushed out by ALVs. And our hatchbacks are slowly going to dwindle into the pods of the future. Our sports cars, we're just going to want to go off-roading in. And yes, each one of these segments is required for a change in the future.
So if you like this podcast, please like, share, or comment about it. Send it to your friends, send it to your family, send it to your co-workers. Piss off your boss with it, I don't really care. Just send it out. And while you do that, stop by the autolooks.net website and take a look at many of the different things that Autolooks talks about. Check out some of our blogs, our rated cars, our corporate websites, or hell, look for a fun page to pass the time when you're bored at work. 3D tuning. We have a link to it on our website. It allows you to make your own customized versions of lots of vehicles. It's pretty cool. Check it out. You can check it out by using the Google search engine available to you on the Autolux.net website. So for myself, Everett J, and the whole Autolux team here, strap yourself in for this one new segment of the automotive market.